1: to the Dr. Coach podcast. You're on once again with Cheezo. It's the end of round 16. And once again, I have Pistol with me to talk all the big things that happen and all the letdowns we've had. I'm looking at you, CCJ. Pistol, talk to me. How was your week? You've been on cloud nine once again, and uh, I'm getting sick of hearing it, to be honest.
2: <laughs> yeah, I nearly caught you in overall ranks. I'm only a tiny bit behind now. Um, just teasing, a, just teasing. A big... <laughs> Two six four one for myself, Ooh. so Ooh. up to a hundred and thirty fourth overall. I think I'm only twenty points behind you in overall Jeez. standings right now. So rookie a mate doesn't, doesn't know
1: where the uh, the silent button is on his phone. Uh, yeah, I'm just I'm just teasing you, mate. I'm just letting you kind of get a taste of what the chizo chase down is like before you just hitting the gas and firing away again. Uh, twenty four forty seven for me, copping CCJ on field, and even worse. Um it's priced me out of getting uh Grundy. Oh no. By I think like $5,000 or something like that. So uh I'm choosing between Darcy and Riley O'Brien. Um oh, that pistol 122nd for me. No choice there. Me. <laughs> uh yeah. Um 122nd for me. Uh second in Queensland. So uh a th- th- good thing no one plays in Queensland so I can <laughs> I can take that. You as might bang. win that one. Yeah, who knows, mate? Who knows? Hopefully they, they've got like a, a maroon tracksuit if you finish first in Queensland. Um, <laughs> Pistol, we got 17 of the top 29 uh, patron uh, subscribers, which is crazy. Still got the top 11 leagues, so just locking out the top there, mate. Um, and just watching everyone else go... You know, flying up the ladder is just crazy even if uh, I'm falling back to the pack just a little bit with everything that's going wrong in the last
2: fortnight. I got really excited being 134th overall and then I went to the patron group and I'm 50th in the group. At yeah 130th. I think I'm like 47th or something. <laughs> it's unbelievable. I mean even yeah my, my brother-in-law is 29th overall and he was telling me oh. there's more people in the patron group that are ahead of him than people outside the patron group which is quite crazy. Like 17 inside the top 29 is just absurd. So hopefully the good times keep rolling and they can uh, have a very strong end to the season. Speaking of Patreon, we do have
1: another shout-out to uh, give to Jordan Fletcher Blaine. Thanks for signing up this late in the season. uh, It is absolutely appreciated and jumping in the slack straight away. Uh, It's been
2: awesome. We've got some more Cancer Council donations, Pistol. We have quite a few Cancer Council donations, which is fantastic. We did crack the $15,000 mark. So we've raised more than $15,000 for the Cancer Council with the community's help since we started the podcast. I think everyone deserves a clap on the back. It's an absolutely massive achievement. And the person to get us over the line was... Nico from Supercoach Data, he says, getting the total over the goal of 15K, congrats, guys. I had Bramble instead of Oliver as my midfield emergency. Oh! Dot, 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 drug is bad. <laughs> Jeez, that's rough. He, uh, yeah, I, I saw his, he posted his team on Twitter. Looks pretty bad with Oliver on the bench with no emergency. Mm. Fortunately, he wasn't punished massively because Bramble went all right. So Oliver, not doing super well himself. It could have been really bad and wasn't, so <laughs> got away with one there. Next up, we have Centrelink Recruits has posted two lessons he's learnt so far. Be patient and don't be swayed by hype. Traded out Danaher for Waterman in round five, and they traded out Tex and Giath too early as well. The buy rounds are a great recovery vehicle. And number two, older players are not guaranteed to break down. Mm. I'm not sure what that one's related to. Maybe Zorko? But- Zorko. He just breaks other people's chins instead. most of the other old players have got injured so not really sure it must just be Zorko Um, Andrew Levesque has posted and said first and foremost I'm donating 10 cents for every point I lost in round 9 when I was using a loop for my C and had lead on the bench and took the emergency off him Lent on my phone under a poncho at the Carlton vs. D's game. It's really painting a picture. It says it's never happened to me before and it won't happen again. Secondly, I had a Cancer Council wager with TP that CCJ would surpass his 86.5 average this game. Um, It did not end well for CCJ because he finished on five. So 10 cents for each point and he's donated um, quite a nice sum all up. So appreciate that, Andrew Levesque. To Kai he says, donating for dumb things. I straight up put the C on Parrish. No idea how it happened. I wasn't even planning to VC him. <laughs> I'm looking at Chizo's face right now in the sky. Imagine that. You you accidentally captain somebody that you didn't intend to even put a VC on and they score 190 points. And he's that now jumped me in overall places just because of that, which is <laughs> that pretty <wanna> crazy. <laughs> Jay Debra Kat says, thank you, Finn. Much love, Jay. Um, Finlay McRae, I guess. Um, Webdog posts missed Thursday lockout whilst at the gym. Just a bit of a flex. Left CCJ on field and not looped with Waitman. Cost me 100 points in my place in the cup. That's a bad one.
1: Priorities, Web. Come on, mate. What is this CrossFit stuff? You need to
2: get your priorities straight. (laughs) Jeff Lane's donated for dumb things. Uh, VC Zorko and then didn't take the C off Reeves onto Bont in time, and luckily actually gained a few points. So it's kind of worked out well. Um, Witty has said he's apt to muck up and he fielded CCJ over Grundy and didn't fix it in time. It cost me 121 points in any shot I had at 50K. I'm pretty sure it was coming 30th yeah. overall I, before that. We, so it's actually a sad story. I feel really bad about We were about having
1: knowledge. a chat in Slack about it. Um, He was trying to change it and his app just kind of wigged out right as the the game was starting, which is upsetting. But the same thing happened to me. I went to change my C later on in the week. I opened up the app and changed the C. And then it just like said, sorry, there was an error. I closed the app, opened it up again. It asked me to log back in, like, welcome to Supercoach. Put in your details. I closed the app again, opened it up again, and it had saved my C. I'm just... What super, got an super iPhone 4? <laughs> Genuine potato. I will tea. say one
2: one time last year, I it, I got an error saying you'd been logged out. I closed the app and I opened it back up, and it was someone else's team. <laughs> I had control over it.
0: <laughs> what?
2: Yeah, I could have traded, I think. I didn't try, now, I just oh. lo- I logged out immediately. So this is how Mrs. <laughs> Pistol just started to fall away late in the season. <laughs> so she still beat me. But yeah, no, it was someone I had I, it was a random person's team as well. Um I've no idea how it happened. And then yeah, I it's never happened before again. So <laughs> I hope that doesn't like happen that to me. I hope they didn't get my team. I don't I don't know. I mean maybe <laughs> Depending on the team you get, I guess maybe it's a benefit. I don't know. I've never seen it happen ever again. So just one of those things. Um, and Seeker, the last donation for dumb things, he said, screwed up the captaincy by putting the C straight on Clary. However, he still outscored Bont anyway, who did have captain, So he gained some points. Yeah. A couple of uh, little Clary things there that are helping out.
1: Thank you for everyone that donated this week. Pistol, we've got the Dr. Supercoach Cup that's running. Only 128 coaches remain. And poor Stevie, Lovsky FC, third in Supercoach, didn't make it to the third week of the Cup. It's uh, shocking what
2: can happen in these knockout competitions. It's tight at the top. As you said, heard, there's so many patrons at the top, all these we knockout We had a draw. Cups. Wow. Genuinely,
1: 25-25, uh, we had a draw in this week's uh, Cup decided by the highest-ranked team. So um, very, very unfortunate. That's that's kicking along. Uh, and we do have the Prize League Uh, Announcements for the munch, uh, munch the month of June. Pistol,
2: shout out uh, the uh, the points accumulated for June. So I'll start with the top five, just because there's a a sneaky fifth place Cheeso finish. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yeah. No scoring. Yeah, eight two nine two across the month. I mean, it does include the buy. So a good month. Well done by you. Uh, Fourth, Mm -hmm. we have pigs in mud. Matthew third. Um, Tristan Webster with an 8303. Just ahead of him was Butler with 8304. And the winner of the month was Pommy with 8325. So 1 nice. by 21 points. So well done, Pommy. Please message Chizo to uh, organise your prize. English flag. Uh, and a lucky draw <laughs> prize this week uh, went to Levesque.
1: So congrats, Levesque. We've got something coming your way. Uh, Pistol, I do also want to mention that this episode. Is sponsored once again by Manscaped. Our partners at Manscaped, uh, helping specialize in the men's grooming space, trusted by over two million men worldwide. We do have an exclusive offer for Doctor Supercoach listeners: twenty percent off and free shipping using code D R S C. Pistol, you want to have you know your best tools for the job, like playing Darcy Parish in the centre. Mate, and that's why you should be getting the Lawnmower 3.0, the best tools pr- uh, for your uh, uh, family jewels, I should say. Uh, the uh, the ceramic blade, skin-safe advanced technology, so snags on your Sharons are going to be reduced. The performance package comes with a new improved Lawnmower 3.0, the Weed Whacker, performance boxer briefs, and the travel bag, a.k.a. the shed. Don't get cold feet. Uh, this week, this winter, Pistol, uh, 20% off for free shipping using code DRSC at Manscaped. Thanks again for sponsoring the podcast. They also have a ton of other um, amazing men's hygiene products uh, to check out on the website if you're interested as well. So thanks to Manscaped. Pistol. Let's jump straight into the Supercoach content. We almost kept it under 10 minutes. Um, The big thing this week, a lot of us are going to be priced out of some of our upgrade paths. I can't get Grundy this week, particularly in my ruck lines. Uh, There's a lot of people looking at forwards, mate. Um, I just want you to reiterate some of the thoughts that we talked about last week and what we're um, considering in terms of how many
2: trades we should be burning to get player X if we've been priced out. So I think... The big thing is how many trades you have remaining at full premium. Firstly, when you're making a decision like this, it's all well and good to say, oh yeah, spend an extra trade to get Zolko or Grundy, but if it's going to leave you with zero trades, then obviously it's not worth it. I do think the magic number, the lucky number is still two trades. I wouldn't really feel comfortable suggesting to go lower than that. I don't think there's any cost in which I would, do that except if you're in the hunt for the 50k and you just want to roll the dice to try and win then you know you've got to do what you got to do but for those that are not in that scenario if you have you know three trades or you need to, or you've got four trades and you're looking to use one to get somebody lesser or two to get in you know, a dangerous orco grundy then then i would i would make that move
1: so talk to me about some of the players that you would be willing to kind of push the envelope on where um if let's say you've been priced out of um, the absolute tippy tops players in terms of like the Grundys and the dangers. Um, you'd have no dramas kind of spending an extra trade getting one of those absolute Ubers. Um, we've seen CCJ kind of um, cost a lot of people a lot of the planned cash that they were going to have and suddenly they're, they're shopping in the Audi aisle again. What are your thoughts on um, do they spend an extra trade to somehow get up to the likes of someone like a Hawkins or a Dale as opposed to you know, what aisle they might be shopping an Audi with?
2: No, I probably there's generally bargain. The difference between a, tr- a trade spent and like you know, Hawkins and Dangerfield could be quite significant, but the, the difference in one trade between a Hawkins and a Dugowie might not be significant enough. To warrant the extra trade spent, I think it's only worth it if you're getting that real cream of the cream, best player in your line type scenario. I, I don't think I would still be, you know, for intensive purposes. There's there's going to be a second rate forwards like the Hawkins, Bolton, Marshall. I, I wouldn't be spending two trades to get one of them. I think I would just choose which one I could afford based on how much mm. money I had, and then just hope they can keep up with the other second rate forwards. Okay, so. Uh, looking at the likes of say like a um, the four sixty range,
1: just for argument's sake. I mean, Hawkins, we could just rank with, the forwards if you want to. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I definitely think we should do that. But what you're saying is, if um, you can spend an extra trades an extra trade and get to the four sixty range of like the the Dales and the Hawkins, you'd rather just take a flyer on someone that might be four hundred you know, like to go four hundred k. Yeah, like it, you don't think it's going to be that much no. of a uh, benefit burning that extra
2: trade for for someone like that. No, not at all. I mean Danger and and Zorko could outscore these people by potentially like 30 points per game, which seems worth it, but honestly, you could coin toss the next six second tier forwards. It's, yeah, it's a bit hard to to predict. But we'll give a we we'll give it a crack. I mean, let's let's look at the I guess we should say sub 500k given Dangerfield's 533. Yeah, uh, if you just want to start, I don't know. We could do it. We can do a draft format. Perhaps you okay. can get first pick, and we can see what we what we come up with. Um, we'll rule. Um, maybe we'll make it five hundred and two k. So you can slide in Zach Butters there at some point. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Well, I, it was funny you say that. I was actually going to
1: slide in um, Zach Bailey. He's As just number under, one. Just under five hundred. I, I think the performances that I've seen from him this year. Um, have just been getting better and better, and I just really, really loved his game on the weekend. Though. Yeah, uh, he he might not be the absolute tippy top, uh, in terms of points by the end of the year, which I guess is you know ruining the the exercise. But I've really, really liked what I've seen from him, particularly with Neil, um, been out of the side for uh, you know numerous weeks this year.
2: I feel like he's taken a big step forward. I mean, honestly, I never exp- i i knew he was a good player, but I didn't think he'd be consistently good. But the last four weeks, has been absurdly good, and mm. they've got a very easy run to come home. So I don't That's mind sort of what that. I'm leaning into that run. Yeah, you're kind of just banking on him to continue kicking bags of goals. Which honestly, the- his playstyle and how accurate kick he is, it's hard to to miss. I mean, I feel feel like it's a, a cheat code to say Dusty. So I'm not going to say Dusty. We'll just leave him out of this one. Um, Zach Butters, 502K. He was excellent at the beginning of the season. I think it was 20 touches in the Sample on the weekend. They they said he's an AFL player. We've just got to get some games into him. I don't know when he's going to come back. I imagine he'll be slightly managed, but he's just not in the same category as pretty much every other player we're going to talk about. So if you're getting someone that's a step above... You know, you've got to pick him. I don't think he's as good as Dangerfield, but it's not much <laughs> between, you know, any other option and Zach Butters. I think he's he's right at the top there.
1: Yeah. Okay, next. I would love to slide the Shea Bolton of round five to round 12 <laughs> yep. in here, but I don't know where he's gone. Uh, definitely in this price bracket, but the last two weeks, low time on ground, low midfield minutes, scaring the absolute heck out of me after bringing him in. So um, I'd love to say that he's filled me with confidence since I got him, but definitely not. Um, I think uh, you would say he's got a good run coming up, Pistol, and that's Tom Hawkins. I feel like <laughs> with Jeremy Cameron going down with a hamstring injury for two to four weeks, I feel like he's going to have to step up. He's going to be the focal point. He's got Carlton this week, probably gets Wiedemann. Uh, not Wiederman. um oh, Who am I thinking of? I've got a mind blank. Could be um, anybody.
2: Carlton, given the amount of people that they've been running down there, plowmen. Help me. Help me. Don't make me Google
1: this. Don't make me Google it. Are you talking
2: about weedering? Yes! <laughs> why well, did I, I say just assume that's why you <laughs> <laughs>
1: Just an absolute mind blank. Apologies for that. Um, yeah, I think like he could be He's one of those guys that he could average you know, a hundred on the way home, but he's gonna do it in one thirties and seventies as opposed to someone else we might talk about like a Bailey Dale that probably just averages 95 and has a a lower
2: standard deviation. So yeah, I was going to pick Bailey Dale next. I'm glad Mm. that you said it. He has also a solid enough run home and just looks very capable of scoring those around 95s. I don't think we're going to see another 150 plus. I don't think we're going to get a big, big score out of him, but with, the amount of kickouts that he's on, he should at least maintain a high floor. So we'll get some good scores out of him at 466. This feels a lot better than buying him at 520k or, or whatever he was at mm. when people were looking to buy him um, just after the buy. This 466, it feels now like you're getting a little bit of value out of him. Are they going to send him forward again? Please don't tell me that's going to happen. I don't, I don't know think what...
1: so. Okay, good, good, good. I'm glad you've got the inside word. Um <laughs> This is probably another kind of left field one from me and it's gonna be Nick Hind. I just wow, think that, that is he's got way higher he, than I thought. He's only gonna average ninety one to
2: ninety two, but he's gonna be reasonably consistent. And I don't mind that. I feel like can I pause and say what well, how do you rate him versus Stringer? A four seventy two. I I'm just expecting another forty from Stringer any time,
1: any minute. <laughs> like, what was the 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 tweet that I saw? He's putting up like um, Jimmy Hurd like numbers in the last three weeks. He's kicked like six goals and had a combined seventy five touches or something like that. It's like it's crazy. I'm just i I just don't think he's got the fitness that can do do this for the next six or seven weeks. I just feel like there's
2: a forty coming. Like eye test wise, he's absolutely smashing it. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I
1: don't I don't deny that, but I at no point think that
2: what he's doing right now is sustainable? It's tough. Uh, He looks unbelievable. And if I look at the run, I see, I mean, COVID pending, but you've got Marvel Stadium, Marvel Stadium, Marvel Stadium, Marvel Stadium, (laughs) Marvel Stadium, and then Metricon and MCG. That's a lot of Marvels in a row. I mean, he's only played there once this year for 124 points. (laughs) Jeez uh it's it's not a bad run either i mean look i think we all know how talented he is where we all know he generally plays one good quarter every three weeks so yeah if this is him playing consistent footy then he's gonna be bloody fantastic (laughs) yeah yeah it's just hard to predict Uh, um oh yeah i mean was it your guy yeah, I wanted to do a comparison to him and Hines. I guess yeah. Langford is kind of thrown in there when you're comparing all of the Essendon players, but I think um, Langford's probably taken a bit of a back seat. He he still gets up the ground as that wing role, but just in terms of higher scoring potential, I don't think it's I don't think it matches some of these other players that we've talked about. No, all right, no, no. you go,
1: you go. All right, I, I was going to say, Rowan Marshall didn't look terrible on the weekend. Tunned up, slowly kind of working back into a bit of match fitness. Could be decent, um, but, you know, that injury history that we've
2: seen this year does still put me off. Look, I am terrified of him as a selection. I think... Saints smashed Pies as much as the scoreboard probably says a little bit otherwise. For 3 quarters it was the worst match of the year. I think there was a... what well, Collingwood was going at like 29% kicking efficiency compared to Saints oh, wow. like 85%. Been increasing. <laughs> it just was boring and Saints were dominant and you know Marshall was good. I think when they're playing Brisbane next week and Port Adelaide the week after the scoreline might be a little bit difficult. They don't have an easy run. Saints on the way home. I think he needs to play a lot more on the field. He needs to get that time on ground up to a hundred minutes for him to score consistently well. But he's only playing in the seventies at the moment, so it's just going to equate to poor Supercoach scores until that time yep. on ground increases. So it's hard yeah. to encourage jumping on before Brisbane and Port. I think it's. A, I don't. Yeah, it's it's a no from for me. Double. I think it's a no. For I do me, like the okay. DPP. That's the only
1: saving grace there. All right. It's a big well, I grace. think I, I think there's one more that we can name here.
2: Otherwise, I can name we'll... three more, but it's my All right. turn. All right. All right. So I'm going to okay. pick. I'm going to pick John Ah, that was the one. He, eye test wise, is looking very good. He's getting a lot of midfield minutes. Looks like Collingwood are going to try playing in the midfield. I would expect Saya to come back into the side this round. I think he had 30 touches in the VFL. So. Uh, that may affect going given they play somewhat similar inside bull role. So it's not even, it's not guaranteed going forward that he will continue this run. He's had you know 115 points and 114 points. Gut feel they'll just try and throw him there for the rest of the season. Just see what he can do, given the season's almost over for for Collingwood or pretty much is for Collingwood. So he should be okay enough. I think at 407k, you kind of pay what you get. Like he's cheaper than the other guys because he is worse than the other guys, so it's not too bad though given his price point. If people are desperate for, you know, a cheaper option, Chizo. Yeah. All right. That that's been a bit of fun talking
1: about some cheaper options that we all got more. Wouldn't, wouldn't.
2: All right. Keep going. No. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna go through all of them because I think we need to talk about a couple in particular. Buddy, 449k so he's off the charts, eye test wise at the moment. He mm. is looking insanely good. Since round 10, he's put out scores 130, 90, 95, 47, 130, 113. Like, that's genuinely good. That's buddy, <laughs> buddy. It's, it's, it's prime buddy, almost. And then you've got a run to the end of the year. Bulldogs this week is not a good matchup. I am expecting a low score. GWS, Fremantle, Essendon, St. Kilda, North Melbourne, Gold Coast we know he wants to get to a thousand goals this season i think we all want him to if he's looking at needing like 15 goals in the last two weeks against north melbourne and gold coast he's probably going to get there next to be honest with you (laughs) (laughs) he i mean if you're playing for league buddy is almost i'm not saying a no-brainer but it's pretty close because in that Supercoach Finals, he's got two games at the SCG and the one that's not is against North Melbourne where he has scored over 200 points against them in the past. He is somebody that could break down at any moment but also could win you your league final at any moment. So there's a big one there. Um, I'm not going to talk in depth about Membry or Wood. I think um, Wood is the cheapest OK player, I think, 356k. He's not someone that I would like to pick, but if the price fits, you kind of got to do what you got to do. He's had yeah. five games now where he's had 113, an injury for 16 points, and then 94, 108, 97. Getting up the ground, kicking some goals, moving well. Again, I hate the St. Kilda fixture. I think, it's, I think their draw going forward is terrible for Supercoach, so I really wouldn't want to push this pick on anybody. I, I don't like it at all. I'd try my best to look elsewhere. So definitely keep that in mind. And uh, yeah, lastly, I think Isaac Smith, again, that is a good... One of those like final selections where they play a lot, the Cadinia Park, and he's in uh, a bit of form, three-round average of just over 100. And yeah, we know Geelong have a really good run home, such as Tom Hawkins. I think that's pretty much everyone, Chizo.
1: In every... Possible way, shape or form. Um, I just wanted to say, this has been fun um, and it's been great to talk about these summer guys. I don't want to say pistol to your head, but what's your head telling your heart about just picking a safe, you know, proven premium over these guys? Is it just as simple as just getting Dusty if you don't have him or getting Hawkins who's got the history or uh, are you willing to kind of pick one of these guys in that, you know, 460 to 500 range that um, could eclipse the likes of Dusty who hasn't been really carrying Richmond this year?
2: Yeah, it's a tough question. That, I feel that's like that, 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 the, the, the Richmond, crux of the du- question is Dusty's like naming... Is dusty. Yeah. So you kind of would just do it and hope, hope for the best because of the upside. I mean, if I had to pick anybody else... I'm definitely not picking Cybottom, but <laughs> if I'm picking anybody else, I'm probably deciding between Dale and, and Hawkins at this rate, at their price. Yeah. I think they're both good value. Uh, Hawkins didn't score well with Jeremy Cameron out of the side earlier in the year, so maybe that would lean me towards Dale, but mm. honestly, it's is you're picking, again, just coin flips between these two options.
1: Yeah, and I think if you're locked into a certain price bracket and you've got to pick between a bunch of guys you really don't like or you know I I I wouldn't overthink the you know 400k range you're looking at like the Taron Thomas's the Jack Higgins the Jordan Ngoi's if that's the price range that you're shopping in just pick the guy that you have the best feeling about or the the one that you'd rather have in your side because the a lot of these guys You know, they're not actually going to end up being like uber premiums in comparison to the remaining forwards that we do have. So um, it's better not to overthink it and just get someone that you're comfortable having on your side. Pistol, another location that we're kind of getting priced out of is those that were trying to be a little bit cute with Grundy um, and, you know, lost out there a little bit. Talk to me about uh, your thoughts on some of the Ruckman we might be
2: considering otherwise if we don't have 600K to drop on him. So I think Darcy is the one that people are getting now, especially after his 193. Jesus, yeah. so you mentioned something to me pre podcast, which I thought was a bit clever. You have no one to downgrade at all to free up any money. Yeah. Um, Darcy's going to surpass Grundy in price. I don't know if I know you've got the trades to spend. I don't know if other people, but you know, you could get Darcy and then flick to Grundy if you truly have no money left on the bench to to gain I guess that's a play otherwise I if you don't have the 600k
0: this is Paige the co-host of Giggly Squad and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box and if you break it down it really comes out to two dollars a manicure which
2: really four names I I know how I feel about it. Riley O'Brien 515k honestly his form's not been very good I don't think he's that you know my next selection it's it's okay like I, th- I feel like with him you're going to get 90 to 95 average you're probably not yeah. going to get more it's probably fairly priced um, the same goes I guess for Tom Hickey he has had a low of 79 this entire season and that was in round 2 and outside of that you know, he pretty much goes around a hundred, so I think he might be slightly better pick in a better side than than O'Brien. So I, I probably would rake Hickey a tiny little bit more than O'Brien in their almost identical price. Um, Scott Lysett Chizo four eighty nine k. He has he's okay I mean yeah how I guess the other one as well as Ben McAvoy's now put out five round average of hundred and ten um five tons in a row it, how do you what's your order of rank, ranking all these players yeah um see i I don't necessarily mind rob
1: i i I think that he hasn't had a great year but I still see upside of a hundred so you're kind of getting him for a fair deal so it's not too bad. I I think this is similar to this. This is a callback to what I've just talking about in the forwards. A lot of these guys are kind of going to average pretty similar. Yeah. Um. And 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 going on. Um. What we've got to look at this year, Hickey is being far and away the best of the rest. Um. In comparison, I think what's he the uh, the only other forward, the only other ruck other than Darcy Gorn, Nick Nat, and Grundy that's going hundred plus. This yep. year, or Goldstein thereabouts, that's a decent gap. If you can pick him up cheaper than a lot of these guys, then you know I would certainly be considering that. You know, particularly with how good the the Swans have been this year, um you know, I just feel like they're. I'm waiting for them to drop off, and they just never have. So, I think the confidence in in their side to be more competitive than someone like the the crows with riley o'brien is probably what tips it in my favor
2: i just think yeah swans are going to be pushing for finals they've got that pretty solid run as well to finish the year he's the number one ruck, so i feel like that's a really safe bet who knows what adelaide will do if they muck around at the end of the year and they get phil Thorpe to the ruck or something or just test out players i feel like anyone could be thrown anywhere ladham's and that that's another reason why I'd stay away from big boy um, because, yeah, Hawks could do anything with their ruck. So would stay away. Scott Lice at 489K. He comes in a bit cheaper. He's more, he's like a slightly worse version of Hickey in that his floor is lower than Hickey, but they've got a really similar ceiling. Again, you pick someone who plays in a much better side, so you're hoping they can average you know, that 100 for the rest of the run. So if that extra 20K or 30K makes a big difference, then I'd probably lean Hickey over. And then how do you rank all these players in comparison to someone like Marshall, Chizzo?
1: Yeah, it's a good question. I, I feel like if you think down the line, you might be able to swap someone out to Grundy. Um, you could consider getting him like that, but I would I would definitely be picking the player that I think that has the greatest upside. I wouldn't be picking Marshall, who doesn't have the number one ruck role, is managing injuries. Um, does come in a bit cheaper, so if that matters to you, then that's the the aisle you're shopping in, then so be it. Like He's a, a, a decent pick in comparison to those around him in the four thirty four forty 440k range. Um, but if you're kind of... In the five hundred to six hundred range, um, I'd have no problem going with um, Riley O'Brien or, or Tom Hickey as the the first couple, um, unless you've got a, a, a feel about some of the other guys. And, and Pistol, I do for those in my situation that are stuck. I don't want to say stuck, um, unable to get Nick Nat or Grundy at R two, um, and I'm going to be looking at Sean Darcy to finish the side. Um, I'm just going to quote a tweet from a fantasy freak out today. Uh, Since round four, Brody Grundy's averaged 124, Max Gorn 121, and Sean Darcy 118. So it's not like that gap um, is as wide as what it could have been. If you've just got enough money to get Sean Darcy, it's not the end of the world. Um, And just like you mentioned, if you do have trades, one plan could be is to ride... The next fortnight of price rises from Sean Darcy and then sideways to Grundy before Darcy
2: inevitably gets four band aids put next to his name on fan footy. <laughs> so um, jump ahead, Chizo. Some rookies for this week. There's a couple that are still, I guess, gettable. Um, Bramble, 155k, 80 points. Like he looks really solid. I think he's he's right up there. Jeremy Sharp as well looks very good. Uh, 79 points. He. Has put together, yeah, two high seventies performances, one hundred forty-one k. So looks like a solid trading option. Yeah, if you need a other, I guess, cheaper option than that, we've got Leo Connolly from the Saints. He's got defensive mid eligibility, not as good as when he came off as a, when he started as a sub uh, two rounds ago, but probably did enough playing as a defensive. I guess he was he was really playing tight on Bianco as a small forward a small defender. I think he has done enough to earn himself one more week, maybe two. I mean, he's kind of holding out Caulfield out of the side, so it's not great job security, but that DPP is really handy right now at the end of the season. He could get games, so you could potentially shop there. Otherwise, again, Durham from Essendon was named as an emergency. Again, 102K uh, defensive mid DPP, so that might be somebody worthwhile getting. And in the forward line, Chiso Finlay McRae as a sub. Again, six points. He's dropped down to 112K. So he's getting really cheap, Chiso. <laughs> Mate, he's going to be
1: sub 100K soon. <laughs> projected to be the cheapest player in the game by the end of this round.
2: He's got to break even of 54. He so... hasn't made that many points this year collectively. That's <laughs> not true, just. But he honestly could drop... Down to, yeah, basement price, which would yeah. be insane. Kind of hilarious, I guess. If he, he needs to score like a twenty-four or something to get there, I'll I'll throw
1: another one. Matty Parker from the Tigers been picked up in the mm. mid draft. Thirty odd touches or whatever it was on the weekend. Um, he obviously has that AFL experience playing with uh, the Saints a couple seasons ago. Tigers are struggling. They may want to make changes. They might like his tenacity that we we know he has. Could be one to consider, 141K forward mid. Just one to look out for if you do have some cash and need someone that um, may need to come onto your field later on in the season as opposed to just being a floating donut.
2: Oh, that's a fantastic call. I think it was, yeah, 29 touches, 10 tackles and like a goal or two. So massive, massive performance. If you can pick someone like that up, for, you know, 140-odd K in Supercoach with DPP, that's that's a win. Yeah, I'm Big just win. hoping he doesn't kill his scoring from next year, so I'm hoping he doesn't play.
1: <laughs> no offence, oh, Matty Parker. I'm sure he'll
2: play, yeah. I feel <laughs> like he's... So they, Richmond have got to try something right now, so I, I would expect him to play, and he's going to be a decent Supercoach cover pick, so that's a that's a really great call, Chizo. All
1: right, mate, let's jump over to the Slack channel and get some podcast questions happening, mate. As... Uh, as we do jump in, why don't you shoot some
2: questions back to me and I'll shoot some back in return. <laughs> you can try if, you, if you'd if you like. But, uh, yeah, so some of these uh, questions are a little bit specific, but uh, that's okay. Um, the Zebes, Itchy Koch says, With limited funds, is it viable to move Laird into the midfield and grab a Houston or Ridley as opposed to a similar-priced midfield option? So I guess they're shopping at you know, that 470-ish K-type range. Um, Yeah. Do you see anyone at all in the midfield at that price point that you don't mind?
1: I I think it comes down to which has the best value. I think being able to pick someone like Ridley that has uh, a little bit more upside, I would say, than some of the midfielders around that kind of price point Probably um, entices me a little bit more. I think the floor is going to be a little bit more stable. You know, you do have the guys like the humor cluggages and stuff like that. I just, I, I feel like if you're spending that much money, you can get um, a defender that will match whatever defensive option um, the you know the coaches around you have. Whereas if you're spending you know, 470K in the midfield, you're basically locking yourself into a midfielder that's going to average nine, you know, 95 to 100. And Laird is absolutely worthy of a midfield spot with how he's he's going this year. If, if you've got Laird and he becomes your M8 and he's averaging 111 for the year and you're disappointed about that, then I want your side. So uh, <laughs> I think I, I'm more inclined to be happy to have Laird at M8 and grab someone like Ridley, who's working his way back into form, probably underpriced from what he can actually perform at sub 500k, that's, that's under 100 points in mm. terms of average, has the upside of 105, you're probably getting better value than some of the midfielders that you're shopping for around um, that same price.
2: Yeah, it's not a pretty price bracket. There's a couple of names I'll throw out that I think can match it with Ridley or, or surpass Ridley. I think the number one option for me at that price point is Taylor Adams at 483Ks, put in back-to-back 110-plus scores. But he's so injury-prone, and they're, they're soft tissue injuries as well. So, you know, again, we saw what happened with Jeremy Cameron when people were looking to trade him in. We're like, you know what, really injury-prone. You might want to reconsider this one. Depends on how many trades you got left, but this is a desperate play because, as you said, you know Ridley's probably... He's going 105-plus, and most of these midfield options don't look capable of matching it that way. The other one is a bit more of a smoky Luke Dunstan, 481k. Don't laugh. I know it sounds ridiculous, but his last five games, 131, 79, 105, 109, 118. Terrible draw coming up, which I think will hurt him significantly. So I would lean to get Ridley over someone like Dunstan, but I feel like I I, I wouldn't be doing uh, my due diligence without at least mentioning him on the podcast. And I feel the same way about saying Elliot Yo, where I don't think he'll... Like, he's, he looks okay on the weekend, 107 points, but he looks almost equally as likely as putting out a 50 score as he does 100 points at this point yeah. in time, and, and Ridley doesn't feel like that. So, yeah, that would be a... Uh, yeah, it's pretty much Ridley or, or Adams, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I can't say that I'm a fan of
1: picking up Yo this year. Um, yeah. I, I would kind of suggest if if you're really struggling on cash, someone like Adam Saad could be semi-decent for a 95-plus um, as well with Sam Doherty out of that side on with the Yes, Newman, uh, Newman, yeah, as well. Like, they're... they're I think there's a, a few safer options that you'd be confident are going to go closer to 100 than, um, you know, some of the midfielders that we're shopping between. I mean, Luke Dunstan, I absolutely agree. He's been killing it all year, not only in uh, when he's playing in the AFL, been killing it in the VFL, but that's part of the problem because he spent half the year there just being whipped.
2: Cheeso, I've got the next question for you. Mm-hmm. Smitty, Mr. Still Your Girl, says, Do I panic about Langford, Crows, and North to come? Are Dugowie and Marshall viable alternatives? And then he said, followed up a bit later, saying, For me, the money gain going Langford to Dugowie um, or Marshall allows me to be full premium with one trade left, or if I double trade to get him to a Hawkins, Bolton, Butters, or Dale, it would leave me at zero trades. So if you're
1: doing one trade of Langford to Dugowie you should already be full premium, right?
2: Well, that's it. He's currently full premium with two trades.
1: <laughs> then, yeah, I think that that's a callback to what we're talking about, spending those extra trades to get X. Um, if, you try, if you're if you going from Langford to Togoey or Langford to Marshall, I would just be holding that trade. I don't think Same. the
2: upside is high enough for you to be burning a trade when you're leaving yourself with one. Massively, I... Just hold the trade. They're they're so valuable. You're going to need that later. So uh, that is you're going to you're in a good spot if you're worst. You're considering trading at Langford right now with extra trades. Cheeso, um, this one's a bit different than what we've talked about before. Zach, hold my mcluggage. Uh, now keep in mind that he I believe is coming like 14th overall. So okay, no it's pressure. Better than great, that. Great, great. So it's it just means that there's a different. <laughs> different mindset needed to be approached when taking this question. It says, is it worth trading Langford and CCJ to Zorko and a 102K rookie, leaving me with two trades left? Or should I hold Langford and seeing if Shy comes good or Budis comes good, which I imagine he could be able to get with one trade?
1: Mm. I probably would do it. I think Zorko is one of the few in the forward line that has the chance to burn you and he could be gapping Langford by 30 points every single week. Yeah. Zorko touched the ball four times on the weekend and scored 99. <laughs> 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 I mean, it's true. He had, he had three touches in the first half for like a 60 or something. You know, like um, He's definitely on fire this year, one of the guys that I think all the top teams will have. I, I, I don't think you'll... Keep pushing into the top 10 without if, you, if you're if
2: keeping Langford over Zorko. I mean, the only frustrating thing is like Dunkley's not fit yet. Imagine if Dunkley was back and you'd yeah. be able to get that POD on everybody else. Like True. that would be insane, but I don't think it's worth waiting because Zorko, three weeks of yeah, Zorko versus, you know, Dunkley for like six weeks and Langford for the other. I think Zorko is just going to outscore him. We've spoken about that Brisbane fixture and without Neil. It's almost playing with fire, not owning Zorko right yep. at this point in time, especially when you're in a chance to win 50k. I don't think it's that's not someone I want to gamble against. I think in, that's a certainty.
1: In terms of Shy, uh, Shay, sorry, we, we don't really know what's going on with him, so you, you could be waiting for the remainder of the season to see if he comes good. Um, and the same with Butters, we know he. It looked great on the weekend, but we don't know if he's going to come straight in and then if he's going to play low time on ground and being stuck forward as opposed to his high half-forward mid-rotation that he had to begin the year. There's just too much risk, and it's an opportunity cost of sitting there waiting, watching Zorko um, score points. So uh, uh, just calling back to our, if you can yeah. get full premium with two trades or more, then I would do it. So that that's definitely borderline, but something you, know, you may, may never be in the situation again.
2: Two more left. Chizo for players lucky enough... This is from Luke, King of the Hill, I should say. For players lucky enough to be at full premium with trades to burn or spare, who should we prioritize upgrading? Should we upgrade defenders like Coming or Short to a premium midfielder if we have lead in the mids or maybe to Mills? Or do I look at trading a forward option such as Langford to A lot
1: cool. of people
2: got Langford. Yeah, yeah. Sucked a lot of us in.
1: Um, Oh, you got Langford. Yeah, Yeah, but I traded um, Sidey to get him, so (laughs) win. -win. Um, (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) Mate, you can't swear on the podcast. Um, uh, Hey, I dodged a 33. I'm happy. Uh, True, fair. (laughs) I think this is really, really good. I think the floor of someone like a short or a coming are going to be far better than the floor of Langford. Um, in saying that, both Langford and Short went in the 60s this week. Um, I, I just think a lot of these, with Hawley gone, I think Short's probably going to be a bit better in terms of getting more ball out of the back line. Um, I it's think, tough. Yeah. I honestly think the difference between Zorko and Langford is going to be greater than the difference between Mills and Short.
2: Yeah. Yeah, but so it's, do I.
1: Not, it's not by much, but I, I definitely think that's still where I'm leaning.
2: I mean, honestly, Mills has turned up ten times in a row, for those that are unaware, and averaging 112 for the season. Like Ugh. he's he's a beast. Yeah. So coming, but coming himself has scored really well this season. It's not like he's a slouch either. So you're you're probably gaining like 15 points, whereas yeah. the Langford to Zorko might be. More than 15 points, which I, I think I, it probably will be.
1: It calls back to the stats that we talked about with Langford before we were bringing him in and what the risk was. When he was playing that midfield role, he was averaging 105 from like three games. And of the seven or eight games that uh, he didn't have that midfield role, was playing wing, high half forward, he averaged 78 and a half, which is kind of what he's reverted back to in the last couple of weeks. So uh, I think the downside risk, of Langford is much greater than some of the, the defenders that you're talking about so I'd still go Zorko
2: yep no I agree it's actually I'm sad looking at this Mills I I was tossing up between Mills and Houston in round 5 and went for Houston because of the buyers and Mills has not tons since that point in time yeah. so oh, could Would've, have been a should've. different year no really? regrets mate no exactly regrets it's it. something I tell M all the time no regrets yeah. Jeff says, what's your percentage chance estimate that two remaining trades will get me through the season with no do- donuts if I have Bianco back cover, Reeves as Ruck, Bramble Newcomb in the middle, Briggs McRae forward? 47.5. So you don't quite think you'll get there? 57.5. Fifty-seven. So you think <laughs> I think
1: there. you're. I think you're slightly more likely than unlikely to end up with a donut if you've got two trades remaining as of now, and the likes of Bianco, Bramble, Newcomb. I think the forward line is where it's a little bit tricky. You'll yep. probably it's get. Dicey. You'll probably have Briggs and McRae playing, and technically not getting a donut, but it's not going to be that much help. Or you'll get Briggs play the week that you didn't need him.
2: Yeah, I, um, I think you're right. Yeah, I think it will fall between two and three trades as the worst. Boy, I'm best, hoping it's two because that's what I got. Best worst case scenario. <laughs> I mean, we might need ten trades, but you know, realistically, I think it will be between two and three, and and pray. I'd love to have four, but just not going to happen. Can't can't get more trades. Um, well, I guess technically you can, but. Let's hope that doesn't happen or something seriously has gone wrong. Chizo, I've got a question just to spring upon you. Yes, uh, not It's likely. not a slight question. Or maybe it is. Uh, Pistol says, does CCJ stay in the Richmond side? If he's injured, does he come immediately back in? If I own CCJ, should I be looking to trade him? What's the go here? Uh,
1: well, the first answer is if he's on your field, <laughs> you have to get rid of him. Um the go. The chances of him coming back in rely, I think, solely on um, Dimmer's structure that he wants for the year. He's said repeatedly that he wants three tools and they're running out of tools, unfortunately, at Richmond. So it's either going to force them to go down a different path or they're going to get him right and bring him back in. He looked tired, i got to say. like he, He's a young, tall, rucking type He's had a really good first two or three weeks to his uh, you know the season it was evident that he was going to slow down unfortunately that he's had a calf um, big men calves take a little while as well so uh, I think we have to assume that he's going to be out for uh, you know a fortnight or more um, unless we hear otherwise I haven't heard otherwise pistol unless you need to correct me
2: no, I haven't no. heard otherwise okay. either. I think. Right.
1: Uh, um, well, I think probably one of the changes they might make is Matty Parker if he comes out and actually looks semi, you know, decent to what he did a couple of years ago. I think he might provide them with something that might help them overlook the
2: the desperation for three talls, which I I don't necessarily think has been working for them this year. I think if Nank is now fit this week, it's probably Nank in, CCJ out, regardless of if CCJ is fit or not. Yeah, Yeah, I think he'll he'll be the first one out now. And then it's, you know, Chole's still in the side, and whilst he's a better ruck than CCJ, and CCJ's a better forward than Chole, I don't think it matters right now because Chole will get first crack, I think regardless, just based on their performances. So, it's up to Chole to hold his spot. You know, if he kicks one or two goals a game, he probably holds above CCJ. Yeah. And if he doesn't, then CCJ will come back in the side. So now it becomes Chole's spot to lose rather than CCJ's spot to lose, which is not a position I want to be in as a... Well, I'm no longer an owner, but if I was was an owner, it's not great having to rely on someone else to perform badly to get into the side. That's yeah. you, you want to be the creator of your own destiny there. So... For me, if you have the trades and you can upgrade, obviously, it's a definite trade-out. If he's sitting at your F7, I would be a little bit nervous, but then again, it's nothing you can really do. If he's just your cover, you can just hold and hope for the best. That's right.
1: Yep. And I think that's got to remember what our injury trades are for. Like um, if, God forbid, one of our premiums cops an injury just use one of those injury trades you know like uh, I I wouldn't be faffing around trying to get cover for F7 only to sub them onto the field for the the injured premium you have so exactly um, You know, every situation is different. Maybe it's a late withdrawal, whatever. But, yeah, I I think that sort of sums it up. Pistol, we might as well jump into some captaincy and vice captaincy options. The um, fixture has been confirmed, but it hasn't been updated on the Supercoach website, mate. Uh, I'll just run through Thursday... We have Port Adelaide and Melbourne. On Friday, we have Essendon and the Crows. Saturday, we have Hawthorne, Fremantle, Carlton and Geelong, and the Lions and St Kilda. Sunday, we have the Giants and the Suns, Doggies and the Swans, and the Tigers versus the Pies. And a Monday game, which we all love, Eagles versus North Melbourne. Pistol, is there anything kind of jumping off the page for you? I think the first thing that stands out to me is one of the Essendon boys against the Crows.
2: certainly. I mean, if you're a parish owner, especially after last week, you know, every week... accidentally put the C on him. Oh, how terrible. Every week I expect them to, you know, (laughs) someone to go to parish. I'm like, well, this week, you know, is the week that he gets attention. But it just doesn't happen week after week. So... Parish VC, if you have him, Merritt is also a really solid VC. Uh, there's not too many other VC options that I'm in love with. No, I think I mean Tom Mitchell's hitting decent form, but I don't know if the ceiling is right there. It might really just be, yeah, it might it might just be a Lions against St Kilda or a steel a Jack Steele back against Lions. Yeah, it's it's not pretty. No. To be honest, I mean, maybe Zorko bounced back or something like that. I think the C options, I mean, you can always say Clary, but again, not in like the best of form, so might look elsewhere. I've got some C options that jump off the page at Michizo. I really like Grundy potentially against Cholo or against <laughs> Nank just coming back. I think, What's um, <laughs> what's funny? I'm crying. Why are you? Crying? Oh, all right. You're, <laughs> I, I, I thought you were laughing. you can't tell. It's a happy, happy tears. Um, Grundy is for me, yeah, the number one captaincy option this week. If you have Josh Kelly, I think he could also be a really, really good option against Gold Coast. Otherwise, Bontempelli's not not going to have two poor games in a row, it's just not going to happen. Yeah, and Pelly, McRae, those guys, they're always really good. And uh, yeah, that's probably all my favourite options. Right, you've summed it up beautifully. <laughs> it, it, it's going to be a Let's tough about week. Every player it's, possible. <laughs>
1: it, it's, it's, a, it's a tough week. There's not many sort of jumping off the page. I guess uh, another one you could probably consider might be Took Miller against the Giants if um, Matty De Boer's still not playing. Uh, yeah, could be a, another C option. Almost playing in the morning pistol at the, the zenith of the sun at twelve forty. It's very very early game, and I love to see it. <laughs> I don't
2: know how I feel about that one. I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm in Are love you a bit with the by Thursday, then? not quite. Not on the Sunday. Um, <laughs> look, Thursday game and a Monday game. Not, not a huge fan. No, but uh, can't really do anything about it now, unless uh, you've got some contacts to to change something around. But um, <laughs> otherwise, yeah, I guess the only other one we looked over would, was Dangerfield against Carlton. I feel like, I feel like that's, that's true. All right.
1: That's true. I, I feel like the Kerno is just going to go straight stand next to him at the centre yep. bounce. Yeah,
2: so. probably. It's, it's, it's because probably because it, so, the... it was
1: so effective against Laird.
2: Yeah, well, don't remind me. It was my captain. <laughs>
1: Smaller body though, I understand in comparison to Danger, but um, uh, I think it's likely that they do put some some work into him.
2: All right. Excellent. Well, I think that's uh, that about sums us up, Chizo. I'm just running through the socials. If you have got a question, you can find uh, myself at pistol underscore drsc on Twitter, Chizo with Chizo underscore uh, drsc. I was going to say Chizo. It's all the same, mate. How that's are you getting I didn't say it. Yeah, I'm not sure. JB underscore drsc for him and the main pages. Doctor underscore sc. Slightly different. Chizo, thanks very much for this podcast appreciate it I'm not sure I guess next week we'll do a Tuesday podcast given the schedule change so yeah that's tough isn't it yeah so it is what it is so we'll, we'll make the best of it alright thanks everyone for listening I really appreciate it Hope to you all again soon